Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? I think we should tell them about our new show. Yeah. You know, we can record this show every week. Right. And then next week we're going to start a whole brand new show. On top of this one. On top of this one. What? We're going to record them back to back. Right. Simultaneously. Uh, Simultaneously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Two conversations right. happening at the same right. time. It's going to be like Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah. You know. The worst. It's right. Part of Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Right. Yeah. We're going to take all the worst parts of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. And bring them to you. Where your your uncle wants to talk politics. <laughs> right. Your mom wants to discuss how you didn't wash right. your hands in third grade. <laughs> right. Other sides of the table, both fully involved. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So the new show is going to be called the David Moulton life story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? exactly. I would tune in every single week. I would never miss for, an episode. What a headache. Right. Every week I get the worst headache, right. but I wouldn't miss it for I wouldn't miss it for anything. <laughs> oh my god. Well, listen, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Good to, to be back. Did you get some pumpkin pie? You know, that's crazy. Yeah. No pumpkin pie. Oh my god. This you are the third person I talked to. And let me tell you about the kid I talked to at Stafford's. Yeah. I went to Stauffer's as part of my daily routine. Because <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Of, on Thanksgiving. Because I know it would make a lot more sense to just do like one grocery shop. But what I like to do is, as inconvenient as possible, I go frequently. Every day. Right, at least every day. Yeah. I. It is not weird that I would go twice a day. I could get everything right now. Right. <laughs> Or I could or come back. I could come back. <laughs> <laughs> I could also save a couple bucks if I went another sixteenth of a mile up the street to Giant, but Stouffer's hey! is right here. That's a whole other life. <laughs> right. I'm saying that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So I'm checking out with this kid. It's on Black Friday. Yeah. And um, I'm like, did you have a nice Thanksgiving? And he says, Yeah. Did you? And I said, Yeah. And then I said, uh, Did you get enough pumpkin pie? And he goes, I didn't have any pumpkin pie. I said, you didn't have any pumpkin pie? That's weird. Why didn't you have any pumpkin pie? And he goes, I've never had pumpkin pie. And I said, wait, it gets better. It gets even better. The punchline is coming. And I said, you've never had pumpkin pie? And he goes, no. I said, ever in your whole life? And he goes, no. I said, why not? <laughs> Are you ready for what he yeah. said? He goes, I guess I'm not cultured. <laughs> <laughs> not wow! Not cultured. Wow! I never in my life have heard pumpkin pie associated with cultured. Wow! I pictured him like in a museum eating pumpkin pie. Wow! <laughs> like, does he think that there's some deep understanding? Mm. Excuse me, sir. Do you have any gray poupon and or pumpkin pie? <laughs> and or pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah. I said he never had any pumpkin pie. He said no. I said whipped cream on it. Nothing. He said no. I said listen. I'm telling you, buddy. Because you know, I thought he was going to say, like, oh, I'm allergic to pumpkins or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't like good times. Or, right. I can't, yeah. stay, I can't stand food that's delicious. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. Uh, pumpkin pie is my favorite. Me, I love me some pumpkin pie. And, and here's what happened. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. What had happened was. <laughs> the old moms, she said, if you want something. Love moms. Get it. 
Right. Right. In our house, that's called the quick and the hungry. Right. right. And I was like, okay, I'll stop. Okay. I couldn't find a pumpkin oh, pie anywhere. Oh, shit. I see what you mean. You, she didn't mean go get it, like make your plate. She meant like bring it to Thanksgiving. Right. Gotcha. But but this is the way yeah, my yeah. mom's <laughs> right. She's like, go ahead and bring it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll get the good eggnog. And she's like, well, then I guess whoa, you can't whoa. have this crazy weird coconut flavored eggnog that I had and I'm like I guess, I guess not it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my cousin's like you have any barbecue sauce and she pulls out like seven barbecue sauces that are all these wacky flavored barbecue sauces <laughs> I said if you have, if you want something that's just plain yep. you're not gonna find it here you gotta BYO yeah you want ketchup and not like organic upside down pepper ketchup <laughs> then bring your own if you don't want cats up right yeah right spelt weird right. it kind of doesn't taste like the normal thing that you're used to but it, it is ketchup it's somehow vaguely red but not really that, red yeah like you more like a brown that it is the thing it says it is but it's not what you wanted that's what my mom has right right yeah. let me give you a tip yeah have you ever gone to costco's yeah called Costco, but we'd like to call it Costco's. Right, because there's many of them. Right. So I want to just let you know that the best pumpkin pie that I had all year came from Costco's. They're so good. My uh, And they're gigantic. Yeah. My membership ran out. All right, I'll hook you up. I'll bring you a pumpkin pie. Okay, sweet. I'm so sorry that you didn't have any on Thanksgiving, and yet somehow you found the strength to come in and do the show. It's, you know... Some people fight wars. <laughs> I podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of podcasting, while yeah. you were not eating pumpkin pie, <gasps> we were playing Napoleon, Hunger Games, Trolls, and Wish. What? We were also playing a variety of other movies. This Thanksgiving was marked as a in the film industry for all of us. This fel- this Thanksgiving frame was marked with diversity. There was a ton. There was no like sil- silver bullet. There was no big gigantic movie. But there were at no fewer than eight really good, solid movies. Yeah. You know. Now, did you find that changed the audience numbers? Like, total. It's really hard to compare. But I will say that our we did, compared to other movie theaters, better. Okay. So we usually are happy. Uh, you, there's a term we've used on the show before. But if you're a new listener, I'll, I'll walk you through it. It's called the DMA, the demographic market area, something like that. Designated, designated market area. Not the demilitarized army. Right, right, right. No, this is the designated market area. Right. And, you know, it's it's how the movie industry uh, class uh, organizes grosses. So if you're – it's ge- – ge- Geog- geographically based, mm. geographically. Ge- no, you, that's Jesus right. Lord. <laughs> geographically. I've never had such a hard time saying a sentence. It's based on where you are. Yeah. Right. And so we, our our DMA includes the entire eastern part of Pennsylvania. So anything east of Harrisburg, if you draw a straight line north south on uh, Pennsylvania, anything east of that north or on east of that line, plus a little scoop around New Jersey, mm. like around Philadelphia and most of Delaware. And usually Lidditz is pretty happy to be in the top 10. Sometimes we're eighth, sometimes we're seventh. Uh, on a good weekend, we might be fifth or fourth. This weekend, we're third. We're currently oh. third in the DMA. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's huge, and it's real. You know, we're trying to digest it to sort of take some notes. Like, so this theater responds well. 
you know, to diversity. And I would say, uh, not diversity in the normal sense, the way we use the word, but diversity in the sense of like multiple different types of movies. Um, and it's just an interesting like commentary. It's also interesting. We had two different movies in IMAX, which is unusual. We had two shows of Napoleon a day and two shows of hunger games a day. And on the strength of those IMAX shows, Napoleon was our number one movie. Nationally, Hunger Games hung on to be the number one movie for the Thanksgiving weekend, which was its second week. Yeah. Um, so that was impressive. It didn't drop that much. Um, but no, it, was, it wasn't the best Thanksgiving for the industry as a whole, even though Lidditz, you know, did competitively better. You know, um, I always say I'd rather be ranked 60th and make a zillion dollars you know, then yeah. ranked third, but we did, we did a good weekend. Uh, but no, to answer your question, I didn't see a significant, it wasn't like obviously better. What, you, what you I know mean, what I mean? It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a huge down step, was it? Not at all. No, right. it was great. It was right. a great weekend. Yeah. That's was, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just cause you didn't have a headliner. Right. And what's interesting is I think this is the exact same dynamic that we're going to see at Christmas time. Yes. You know, because there's no big movies. There's uh, Aquaman, Migration, Wonka, Color Purple, Boys in the Boat, Ferrari, and Iron Claw. You know, it's like right there. There's a whole list. You know, we're probably still going to be playing some combination of Wish and Trolls and maybe a show of Hunger Games. Wow. So, yeah, it's going to be a pretty wild end of the year. Wow. Well, that's crazy. I don't even know how to, like, launch off of that. No, it's 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 just interesting. It's, it's, I think it's a function of the, I mean, honestly, like to me, I don't want to be overdramatic about it, but I think it comes down to, um, the industry did not have an answer and maybe it didn't need an answer, but the industry did not have an answer when Disney all of a sudden didn't have the silver bullets. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the missing dynamic is there's no, there's no easy Disney movie, you know, there's no frozen there's no, you know, Avengers, you know, Star Wars. There's, there's none of the typical. Usually, Disney has a, an answer. Let's talk Wish. Yeah. Like, what have you been hearing? Like, positive, nothing, bad. Um, I, I will say I haven't heard anyone like gushing over how much they loved it, but. I will say that like they packed them in this weekend. Okay. Sometimes nothing's better than bad. R- absolutely. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Also haven't, have not heard anything bad. Right. You know, but a lot of people, what, what I get with wish is people are like, Oh, I was out at your theater this weekend. Oh, that's nice. What'd you see? I saw a wish. Oh yeah. How was it? Oh, we had so much fun and the kids who, you know, and Johnny's in from town and but nothing you know, about the movie. Right. Yeah. They had a great time. They had some popcorn. Oh my God. I just love the Twizzlers and you know, and that's fine. And that's great. That's yeah. exactly what we're here for is so that you, you do all these great fun things at home and then you want to be able to come out and, you know, do something fun out, you know, out of your normal routine. Right. And so that's exactly what we were able to do with wish. And I think wish will, will hold strong. Um, but it's not, you know, not going to move the needle. Mm. Interesting. So that's the end. That's how the end of the year, but do you remember the middle of the year? The middle of the year was Barbenheimer. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Barbie ended up grossing $1.4 billion. If ever there was a clear franchise builder. Obviously, there'll be a variety of sequels right. off of that. Or. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Greta Gerwig and, Bar- and Margot Robbie are like, well, what's the point? Like, we said what we wanted to say. Yeah. Like, do we really need more? 
And Mattel's like, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mattel and Penn are both like, yes. Yeah. yes. These, these, these dollar bills don't print themselves, think, ladies. Think, you don't have anything else to say? Think of something to say. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I want an Allen spinoff. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We don't need to talk about this too long, but it was interesting that they both had, you know, in the wake of coming out of the strikes and, you know, they were both, you know, talking to the press about a variety of things and obviously it came up. And it's like kind of like you respect it. Right. You know, like, okay. Here's the thing. If we're, let's just let's just use our brains. Yeah. For a change. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that's safe? <laughs> Warning label. <laughs> right. We're going to use our brains. <laughs> Look out. The next minute. I want to pull over for a <laughs> yeah. sec. What if, if they were going to make this a franchise, why does it have to be Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig? Right. No. Like, because one of the, they established all these, uh, Barbie is every woman. Right. So wouldn't it be cool if the Barbie franchise was a movies with a bunch of different women playing Barbie? Here's what would make me happy. That would be really cool. First of all, I bet you they could get talked into it, Margot Robbie and or Greta Gerwig. So mm. let's. So even though they both said we're not doing it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't a thousand percent rule that out. Right. But then, second of all, what would be acceptable to me would be Robbie and Gerwig's support. Right. Like the idea that you just said, like, oh, there's going to be a Barbie sequel and it's starring so and so. And it would be great for Margot Robbie to be like, this is exactly what we were trying to convey. And, you know, we're so excited that they're, you know, telling another part of the story. You know what right. I mean? Like, like I would want their buy-in to sort of validate what you don't want is like a, um, uh, it's like Caddyshack too, you yeah. know, where there's no connection. There's no, you know, also Dumb and Dumber, or yeah. the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Like th those are two great examples of movies that, that were literally just cash grabs sequels yeah. you know but had no value and no connection to the originals i could see this movie never having a, a sequel and yes that be and it being better for it i agree yeah. i agree but i think the scenario we just laid out could also happen yeah. but yeah. where's the oppenheimer sequel that we all want <laughs> right. <laughs> right. a friend of mine said that they watch oppenheimer at home which you know whatever it, did you really even watch it if you watch it at right. home? You know, whatever. Yeah. And are we even friends? Exactly. But um, they were like, well, my wife is really shook up because it was such a, you know, powerful movie. Yeah. And you were like, imagine if she would have seen it in the theater, she yeah. would have died. Yeah. Imagine if she had seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just the TV show. Right. Here's a rumor for you. Hit me. Anna Taylor-Joy. We're all familiar, right? Anya. Anya. Anna? Anna. I thought it was Anna. Anya. Anya. I have no idea. Anya Taylor-Joy? Yeah. Sure. Why not? We love her, right? Yeah, she's great. She's so cool. Uh, very multifaceted. Was she, or is she, um, she was in the Queen's Gambit. Yes. That was the first time that I was like, oh, I'm watching her. Like, right. I'm going to track her. I want to see movies that she's in. She was in some duds too, but then she was that. She was in uh, The Menu. Mm, yeah. Uh, she was in that. Uh, Edgar Wright film that we liked. That I can't remember the name of Soho. Saho. Oh yeah, 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 so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 night in a night in Soho or last night in Soho. Or yeah, something. yeah, like yeah. Yeah, man, I can't remember the name. That end of this of the menu, that last scene where she's sitting on that motorboat eating yeah, a cheeseburger. Burger. Oh, yeah. that was that's a great ending. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she's in. There's rumors that Marvel's looking at her to play Silver Surfer. I thought Silver Surfer was a guy. Silver Surfer is a guy. So this would be gender swapped. 
there's a lot of like, I don't know I know you don't live on the internet like some some people <laughs> but there's not been a lot of <laughs> David's face there's not been a lot of positive response to this <laughs> from from people uh, but here's the thing I I think it's I a lot of people are like Marvel needs to watch themselves because they've not they've been tripping mm. and and the 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 consensus I've been here <laughs> I've been hearing is they've been tripping and making a lot of mistakes and their fan base like the core comic fan base mm-hmm. is like one or two straws away from just like cutting them off one or two straws. You kind of like how the how they've given up on DC. Mm-hmm. Like you, even the the real hardcores that are like, eh, the movies. Like I don't want to go see them, like Flash and stuff like that. But like, but they're like they're at the point where it's they need to doing this would piss off a lot of people, just because Silver Surfer is so iconic or whatever, and the gender swap would really irritate people. I don't know. I'm kind of like whatever. Yeah, you know, like at this point, it's a silver glob of a person. Like, right. what does it matter if right. they're male or female? You know, right. Right. like yes, my whole life it's been a male character, but I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I I would agree with that and take it a step further and say I don't care what gender it's supposed to be as long as it's a good movie. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Plus, Galactus has had female heralds before so maybe they're looking at her to be a different herald yeah of galactus i know that might not make any sense no, it makes you. all sense in the world but like yeah obviously yeah so galactus is heralds you know they're all shapes and sizes david uh, everyone poops that's that's what i'm saying <laughs> except the silver surfers because they're globs right so again why are we caught up in their gender uh, uh, <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah uh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think this is that. I mean, I think it will be a big deal as in, like, people will flip their lids, but I don't think in the long run it actually matters. Since you mentioned DC. Uh, I, let me just, one comment more. Okay. I think this would be a wasted role for her. I think that she is amazing and could be used in a much bigger, more prominent role or, in Marvel. Or, yeah, and hear me out. Or no e on the end. Not talking about rocks. Just or, what's that called? The part of EO. EO. Yeah. EO. She could take this role and save the Marvel universe, a la Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man. <laughs> Silver Surfer is not that kind of character. Could be. You're, you know, could be. He could be. What would Galacticus say? Galactus. Galactus would say, yeah. yo, man, my heralds could be anything they want to be. Yo, what kind of heralds you got? Yo. <laughs> Mine up here, woke as shit, yo. <laughs> they wrote a song about my heralds. Hark, the heralds, <laughs> angels sing. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Tell me I'm not in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> well, it's after Thanksgiving. I'll take right. it. Yeah. I'll take it. We're in the we're in the I told Amy we're in the Christmas window. You can't complain. Halloween's over, Thanksgiving's over, it's all but December. We are in the Christmas season. Yeah. Uh, at at work, a guy put on some Christmas music. Or the Hanukkah season. And you could kind of tell when it first started to play. <laughs> right. Some people's shoulders were like <laughs> And then he's like, well, it is after Thanksgiving. And everyone was kind of like, <sighs> he's right. Hey, unclenched. Yeah, he's right. Kayla and I set my preset on my Sirius XM radio in the car. Okay. We got Holly. Holly's on there, the Christmas station. Wow. Yeah. It's right between the 80s on 8 and the Grateful Dead channel. <laughs> <laughs> where it needs to be. Right where it needs yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. So what do you feel about James Bond lately? Well, I didn't know we were talking about James Bond, but recently Christoph <laughs> Nolan, that's, that's what I'm going to call him Christoph? Now. Yeah. Like okay. His friend Christoph, his brother Christoph Waltz. Not Topher? Right. Okay. <laughs> Who's Topher? <laughs> to Topher is short for Christopher. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Is that why they why Topher? Topher what? Grace is Christopher Grace. Oh, shit. Yeah. I never put that together. The back half of yeah. Topher. So Christopher. <laughs> so so Topher Nolan. These guys are just too freaking ridiculous. <laughs> As a matter of fact, from now on, I want you to just call me N. For Nolan? Yeah, and I'm going to yeah. call you Avid. We're just going to start going, like, N Hollywood. We're gonna. That's it. We're ready to go Hollywood. Yeah. Maybe a couple more episodes, and then we'll go Hollywood. Then we'll go officially <laughs> right, Hollywood, right. right? Yeah. Let's get we'll to 250. times to, like... Right, to warm up. Yeah, get used to yeah. our Hollywood sensations. So Christopher Nolan, who is one of my favorite directors... Mm. Right? Wouldn't you agree? I mean, we love him. He's done things. <laughs> oh, David. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> what have I ever done to you? What have I ever done except sat here and be like, oh, yeah, everybody cares about Galacticus and his fucking heralds? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look, I didn't say anything negative. <laughs> didn't deny it. All right, Christopher Nolan, David's favorite director. Who's definitely done things. Who's definitely made movies. Says, yeah. now, David, I'm going to ban you. When they bring back the Dark Knight and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see the Dark Knight trilogy on the IMAX screen. I'm going to put your picture next to every catch register. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No. Don't let this guy in. Hey, I, just, I said that he's done things. Yeah. Is that why? Remember he released Tenet in the midst of the pandemic? Right. He was there for us then. Was, but. Remember Interstellar? Okay. Interstellar's one of my favorite movies of all time. There you go. My niece who's wicked smart Whoa. was talking about time travel <gasps> and she was explaining how it works. And I was like, I know how it works. I She's, saw interstellar. Like wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. She was talking about it and it sounded exactly like a Christopher Nolan movie. And I was like, yeah, I've seen interstellar. I know all about time travel. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Duh. <laughs> I need to watch Tenet again. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I appreciated it to the level that oh, it's so good. Some people did. I've watched it a few times. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, our favorite director Christopher Nolan says right. there is no truth to the new to him directing the new James Bond movie. To which what? I replied when I read this headline. 
I replied to myself alone in my office. I replied, <laughs> <laughs> I replied, wait, what? What James? What new James Bond what? movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you aware? I mean, I'm aware that we're sort of in a lull here. I think whenever there's not a current James Bond movie, there's a presumed gotcha. next James Bond movie. Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. Speaking of... It's like motion. There's <laughs> like energy. Like There's yeah, yeah. kinetic energy. Right. There's potential energy. Right. They never exist at the same time, but one's always one. So we either have a James Bond movie or we have almost a James Bond movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. For every action, there's a reaction. Yeah. For every movie, there's a remake. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Speaking of a movie that had plenty of sequels. Two. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Two and a half. Yeah. Well, and a show, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, Naked Gun's getting a reboot with Liam Neeson, which is funny because as a kid... I would always get Liam Neeson and Leslie Nielsen yes. confused. Yes. So I think that's kind of ironic. Also, he can do comedy pretty good. Yes. So I'm I'm cool with this. I completely trust him to manage to to bring back this franchise. Yeah, if the writing is good, like yeah. I, he's got the acting chops to do it. Yeah, and I think he's got the clout in Hollywood to get a good writer. Yeah. To attract, you know, the the whoever's putting this whole thing together. Right. You know, Oh, you're bringing Liam Neeson? And I think the comedy of the fact that he's, the last 10 years, he's done the old yeah. man yeah. get revenge guy, and now it's going to be a spoof of that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, they're eyeing a Mads Mikkelsen for the villain for the reboot of Naked Gun. He was, was he one of the stars of, um, no, he was not. Never mind. He was a Bond villain. Yeah, he was a Bond villain. He was the one that cried. Yeah. Blood. Casino Royale. I was just going to say Casino Royale, 2006. Yep. What's uh, significant about Casino Royale in the history of Penn Cinema? It was the opening movie. It was the opening movie. Were you yeah. here? Did you see Casino Royale? Oh, no, you don't like good movies. You were probably here that weekend watching, what were you watching? You were probably watching Adam Sandler in Click. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you think that I saw an Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> You think my pinky bends back in that far? Do you really think that it bends? <laughs> All right. So Casino Royale, the bad guy was Mads Mikkelsen, who looks like he'll be the bad guy in um, what movie are we talking about? <laughs> Naked, Naked Gun. Naked Gun. Somehow my phone thought you said Google. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, we got big Star Wars news. This is awesome. I thought so, too. Go ahead. Okay. Dave Filoni has taken the role of chief creative officer for Lucasfilms. Is Dave Filoni related to Tony Baloney? Yeah. Actually. Dave Baloney Filoni. D Dave Baloney Filoni. Brother-in-law to Tony Baloney. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, That's his married yeah. name. Filoni's his married name. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His last name was Filoni. His la Tony's sister was Baloney. Right. They just hyphenated. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Dave Baloney Filoni. Yeah, he's taken over as chief creative officer. Now, there was... Talk about how Dave Filoni and uh, Joss Whedon were going to split this. Not Joss Whedon. Uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, I know who you mean. Shit. He did Iron Man. John Favreau? John Favreau. Yeah. John Favreau and Dave Filoni were going to split this kind of role. And then 
uh, but now it's really going to Dave Filoni. And I think that's from... It's a thousand the, times better. Well, it's just nice that there's one guy. But the thing is that Dave Filoni's, he was, he was like heralded up by, there's that word again, he was heralded up by Lucas to, to do the animated stuff. And he did such an amazing job at that. And now they're moving him over to like, they started moving him over to live action and that stuff yeah. was like Ahsoka was excellent. And now they're just like, hey, look, this guy's got the vision. Mm -hmm. He gets what Star Wars is. Like, he should be the guy. Yeah. I totally agree. He should be the guy. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait for the news to start coming out about what he's up to. Yeah. And I just love that we're seeing that, that some of the characters he created turn into live action, right. too. So one of the things that he's really good at Telling a Star Wars story that has nothing to do with Anakin, right? And you know, what I mean might be adjacent, but it's not just you know, right? Them. So yeah, that's good news there. So what do you got here? Well, Superman Legacy is starting. The cast is more and more coming together. Um, who do we already know is starring as uh, Superman? What's his face? And now Maria Gabriela DeFaria becomes yeah. the engineer in this new Superman Legacy following her DC Universe casting announcement. Nicholas Holt's going to be um, Lex Luthor. What I thought was interesting about this is uh, the article that I read says that as the DC Extended Universe wraps up next month with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the new DC Universe is on its way. Right. So do we believe that? Like, can we take comfort in like, okay, get through Aquaman and then... That's what they've been saying. Since before Blue Beetle came out. Yeah. They okay. said that uh, Aquaman was the end, that Superman was the beginning of James Gunn's. God, universe. I hope it's good. Yeah. It's got a lot riding on it. It's got a lot riding on it. That's a lot of stress. I can't even imagine being the person in charge of that. But one of the things I think they're doing that's that's positive about this is... They're making a Superman story based on an established version of Superman, and there's all, they've already talked about casting like Green Lantern and, mm. and other like superheroes for cameos. So it's like it's not an origin story that everyone's seen a billion times. Right. Good. And I think that's what they need. Yeah. To do. No, that's a good. That's that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's our news. That's all the news. That's all that's fit to print. snuck a little anime in there by accident that but, was like you know. a, that was like a climbing dance yeah that was my new version is the up 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 well, up. Oh, is this a, tr is this yeah. a stairmaster yeah <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what was going on all right so we had five trailers right i went out yeah took it upon myself to find five great high quality trailers that i was excited to share with you right and you were like four trailers is enough what if i just imagined right a fifth trailer right and then we'll see how it is. So what had happened was I watched this great trailer. Yeah. The new trailer for Kong versus Godzilla. Right. It's coming out in 2024. Mm, cannot wait to watch this trailer, I said. And I watched the trailer and David said, you're not allowed to share that with the show. Yeah. Because I looked it up and the only thing that I could find 
was from three months ago <laughs> and was very clearly just clips from the last two movies <laughs> mashed together. David writes in the show notes, this is fake. Yeah. So I'm not arguing that they're making the they're, they're making Kong versus Godzilla. So anyway, too. if you wish that we were going to tell you about the God the God versus Kingzilla movie, uh, yeah, that would be a great movie too. God I would like, versus Kingzilla. Yes, I would be all over that. Yeah, that's like a five dollar Walmart bin that comes out the same week. Uh, nay, I think that is a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> waiting to be written. <laughs> God versus Kingzilla. It's like that old Saturday Night Live skit where they're, the Bears fans are sitting in the bar and they're do- talking about who wins God versus Chicago. <laughs> God versus Dicka. And the guy goes, well, where's the game? Is it in Chicago? <laughs> okay. All right. So that leaves, us, <laughs> that leaves us with uh, Imaginary. Arthur the King, the Aquaman trailer two and poor things trailer three question mark. Yeah. All right. Let's start off with imaginary. This is a Blumhouse film, which is relying heavily on the fact that they think that you liked Megan. Right. And that you liked, (laughs) which we did invisible man, which we we did. We did like Megan. All the, here's the thing. All the things that they were like, cause they, they literally like took the, Let's just take 20 seconds to see list all these movies that right. you, you might have liked. And all of them I liked. Yep. So I'm like, okay. Yep. There's one problem. Yeah. This movie looks too dang scary. It's a, <laughs> a scary one. I'm going to have bad dreams. I'm not watching this movie. I don't It comes out March 8th, and I'm going to be busy that day. <laughs> what if your imaginary friends were actually beings, and that when you stop playing with your imaginary friends, they go psycho? And try and get revenge. Yeah. And by imaginary beings, you mean teddy bear. Yeah. Ghost teddy bear creature thing. Yeah. I mean, that's awful. There's, I, I'm, let me give a more professional answer. Yeah. The movie we're talking about is called Imaginary. It comes out from Lionsgate on March 8th, 2024. Mm. If you're into horror movies, I think this looks great. Yeah. I think Jason downstairs is going to love this. I think so too. Yeah, Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Brown's going to be all over it. It'll be a good March, yep. March horror. Next up, we have Arthur the King, starring Marky Mark Wahlberg, with a vague coming soon label right. at the, the end. TV probably, right? I don't know. I, I, it didn't. This looked like it could go either way. Yeah, it looked like a TV movie that might get a lucky break and be in theaters because right. the the ending was like non-committal. So this is a based on true story. Well, I was wondering, watching this, what part of you was, like, getting jealous? Because of the race? Because they're, like, because you're a multi-Iron Man. It's true. What, 10? 15. 15. Thank you very much. Iron and Mans. that doesn't include all the halves that I did. That's 15 full Iron Mans. Yeah, that's insane. Like, I don't want to tell you this. Like, I don't want to build your head up too much. <laughs> right. That's insane. Okay. <laughs> right? Right. But these guys are like, what if Iron Man, but more? Right. Uh, what if, what, <laughs> what if, if all 15 Iron Mans right. at once? At once. <laughs> Up cliffs. Up cliffs. And down rivers. And boy, they carry their bikes on their yeah. back yeah. up the cliff. I think that's that's got to be some kind of creative license. Yeah. You think? I think so. I mean, I've, I've been around a lot of adventure. There's no way that this is sanctioned. Right. Right? Well, they were all wearing some kind of European shit. I mean, this is not happening in a normal race. Okay. 
not in one where they care about whether or not you right. survive. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Because there's no monitors. They're just like get to the other side of right. the jungle. Right. Clearly, because they almost run off a cliff. Yeah. And then they have a dog. Who they, they meet at the start of the race. It's like begging for food and stuff, and they have right. this connection. And then in halfway through the race, all of a sudden the dog appears in the middle of a rainstorm, and Marky Mark falls in love with the dog, right. and they live happily ever after. But the race takes place over six days, but somehow the dog will have enough time to get hurt and get better <laughs> and still rescue them from right. the narrative from the trailer. Right. I don't think anybody can rescue them from the narrative of this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that if you like animals, <laughs> you're probably going to get a little teary-eyed during this, no matter how bad the movie is. You're going to be like, yeah. puppy good. Yeah, maybe. Puppy good, Ted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> how would you like if you were in Hawaii? Uh, yeah. You, you know, you're Kona. Oh, my God. You're in, you're in the... You're baking in the sun. Baking in the yeah. sun. You're on your swim back. Uh. And the jellyfish. Whoa, 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 I didn't get on my back in the swim. I was swimming. Because don't you go out and back? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're on, the, you're on I, your I, way I, back you're to You're on your way back. I right. thought you meant I was on my back. No, you weren't. No, I was moving. Butterfly. I was racing. Yeah. Yeah. And and the jellyfish, <laughs> right. they start stinging you. Yeah, and the sharks. I, and the sharks. Yeah. And you're like, maybe 16 was too many. <laughs> right. right? But then Hannah, mm. little Hannah, somehow... <laughs> Swimming next to you. Yep. You know, she scares like, off all the clears the jellyfish. She's just yeah. like, yip, yip, yip. Yep. Woof, woof. Yep. And you're like, Hannah, how did you get here from Pennsylvania? <laughs> My little tiny poodle dog. And and you're just like, also, are you limping? You made it here, your legs, you're limping? Don't worry. She's going to get you to shore. She's going to get me to shore. Thank yeah. God. Wouldn't you be like, I, would. I love you, Hannah. I would. I would. Yeah. 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 And then you take her to the pound. You're like, I don't know how you got out, but I can't trust <laughs> <Right>. you anymore. <laughs> you dirty little brat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we recently, we are in a standoff with Hannah. I think we're winning. We are now winning. Oh, my gosh. But what had happened was we started accidentally giving her some, um, like, good dog food, fancy dog Uh-oh. food. But she trashed the house with it. She dragged it all around the house. She would, like, take the can and eat a little bit of it and then drag the can to the living room and eat it there and then drag it somewhere else and eat it there and, you know, and then leave the can all over the place, you know. And And so we couldn't get her to go back to the dry dog food, like the regular dog food in your bowl, you know, because she'd be whining and crying. And so we called her friends at Mannheim Pet Veterinary Hospital, our favorite, everybody's favorite vet. And um, they were like, you got to just... Give her the dry dog food and like cold turkey. You got to just, you know, suck it up for the while. And I think we, we did that. And I think we're winning because now she's back to the dry dog food and she doesn't whine and cry and she just eats it. Yeah. But for a while she was on like a hunger strike. She was like, I'm not eating that dry shit and you bring me the good <laughs> stuff or I'm going to just keep whining. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's how my one cat does. If I give her treats, certain kind of treat, yeah. she'll just not, she'll just stop eating. Right. You're like, I'm just, you just. <laughs> I know you gave me two yesterday. <laughs> right. If I don't get two today, right. I'll just die. That's I'd it. rather die. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm scared of you, David? <laughs> yeah. I'll die. Right. I'll die right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right. You think I won't? I'm going to be loud about it. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. All right. We got two more trailers. Yeah. Aquaman True. 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 Have you ever watched a trailer and said, <laughs> oh my God. this movie 
does not know what it wants to be. Is it scary? Is it heartwarming? Is it an action movie? Can I throw a spoiler out there? Yeah. Because we got a note this week from everyone's favorite sister. <clears throat> no. And she hit the nail on the head. And this is how I felt, again, watching the trailer. Yeah. Everyone's favorite sister said, Aquaman is interesting in that every time I see a new trailer for it, I want to see the movie less. <laughs> and then she went on to say some really fun stuff, which we'll talk about in, in listeners' notes. But that's how I felt about this trailer. I was like, my God, this movie has no idea what it wants to be. Yeah. And I, every time I see a trailer, I want to see it less. Right. Yeah. I'm going to stop playing the trailers. Inletits. <laughs> you don't want to scare people away. <laughs> right. right. Right, right, right. That's legit. Like, yeah. 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 Give them some mystery. Uh, Aquaman trailer two leads us to poor things trailer three question mark because I think we've seen, I don't know, like yeah. seven different trailers yeah. for this. However, however, I will say this, Penn. You'll say this about that? I'll say this about that. Thank you, Hal. Poor things trailer three question mark might be the most appealing general audience trailer for this movie. Yeah, she has some good lines. Well, it because all the other trailers are like for you and me who watch a lot of movies and you're like, this movie's wacky. What if this movie crazy? What if, right. what if these guys acted goofy? Right. Right? You'd want to see them act goofy, right? But this movie is like, what if movie funny, right? And not so wacky, crazy art film, but <laughs> comedy. I like how you're describing this movie all of a sudden using the vernacular of the cavemen. Yeah, well, that's I mean, when you break down marketing, <laughs> right? Like, it, it has to appeal to your basic, like, it has to appeal to like, what is it trying to get out of you? CMV. Cavemen vernacular. Right. Yeah. Movie funny. Mo movie funny, you see. You see. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I I will say that this trailer and all the trailers, every time I watch a trailer here, it makes me want to see the movie more. Right. Like I'm more excited to see this trailer. I couldn't remember, or to see this movie. I couldn't remember, I couldn't quite tell if I had seen this trailer already or Well, not. it was mostly all things that we had seen before put yeah. together differently. Yeah. But the big thing was... Because there's there's this like doo -doo 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 -doo, like uh, tone that's been in every trailer yeah. that it's like a weird yeah that just emphasizes how weird the universe is. Right. It starts off with that, and they very quickly cut to normal music. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they're not emphasizing weird anymore. Right. They're like a general audience won't go see the weird. That movie looks weird. I don't want to see that. They'll go see the movie that that movie looks kind of funny, quirky. I'll go see that. I'm definitely excited to see this movie and to play it at Penn Cinema, but I am not going to put it in a big theater. Didn't uh, Owen say it was like the best movie at the festival? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Owen. Okay. So those are our four movies. Do you have a trailer of the week? You're going to shock. I'm going to shock you with my trailer of the week. My trailer of the week is imaginary. Really? Because as much as I don't want to see the movie, I thought it was a well-made trailer. It put it together, and for the audience that it's attracting, it was really great. And the reason why I'm not giving my trailer to Poor Things is because I feel like Poor Things was just a different See packaging of the same content. I, you know what? I agree with you. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll go imaginary as well. Well, I mean, I was going to pick poor things, but you're right. It's we've seen it. Right. Right. It's obviously not Aquaman. It's obviously not the, the Arthur the King. Yeah. So it's between imaginary and poor things, and yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to our movie review this week. This week, we saw the movie Napoleon. Napoleon. Starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. So first of all, I'll just start. I loved this movie. I thought this was great. I know that there's like it's massively divisive. There's a lot of a lot of bad reviews out there, but I thought it was great. I'm in the camp of thinking that it was awesome. And if you're pissed off about it's historically accurate or inaccurate, then go back to the library. How many coffees did you get? I got one, but I hustled back in. Okay. You know, yeah, I definitely came out for a coffee, and uh, Joel was here. I said hi, Joel, but I didn't like stop and talk to him. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I follow. What I want to say about it, it before we get into like the movie itself and how great Joaquin Phoenix is, I forgot how much I love Vanessa Kirby. Oh, she's great. She is amazing. I can't wait to see what she does next. Yeah. She was, to me, she stole the show. Good stuff. She wasn't just the beautiful bottle blonde that she's like, right. been kind of portraying lately. Right. Even she's, though she is. Got, she is, yes, but she's, you know, it wasn't just a visual. Right. Character. No, her character was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, and her acting, I mean, I know they're all trying to get all kinds of Oscar nominations, but I feel like her and Joaquin Phoenix and the director should all get best, should get at least nominated for best director and best actor, actress. Interesting. I don't think the movie on a whole was good enough to be nominated for best picture. And also, why would it? I mean, Oppenheimer is the best picture of the year. Mm. So tell me more. Like, close. Well, I mean, I guess one of the things that I liked about it that maybe some people didn't like about it is that it was both an exciting story of Napoleon's battle acumen and savvy and his coming up the ranks, you know, and, and sort of his his life as a general, you know, and a politician and, you know, a strategist. Um, but then also it spelled, it spent enough time on his relationship with his wife and the dynamics of trying to have a baby and sort of his personal side. I felt like they struck a really good balance. I wasn't, I heard, I talked to one person who said they were bored when they were doing some of the, some of the home life scenes. I didn't find them boring at all. I thought the acting was good enough, you know, that it was enthralling and, and captivating. And I think it, the movie did a great job of painting the whole the complete picture of who Napoleon was. Interesting. Um, I can't think of a bigger letdown than this movie. Okay. Of recent times. I, th I had extremely positive onlook for this film. Yeah. And I felt it was similar to uh, Priscilla. Mm. And that it was mm. just a list of things. No, but Priscilla was so boring. Yeah, but this was equally just a list of things that happened without, like, it tied together better than Priscilla, obviously. But it just, like, it moved so, for a movie as long as it was. Right. It was a long movie. It just glazed. It. This could have, this should have been a miniseries. And the character should have had room to breathe. It just watching this reminded me on how amazing John Adams is. Have you seen John Adams? No. 
I should just. I you need to. It's a masterpiece, so need, I've heard. You need, yeah, you need to. You really do need to watch it. Yeah, either I can lend it to you. or You need to find it online. Um, but uh, it's just, it just. There, I felt like okay. Can you name a single recognizable character outside of Vanessa Kirby and, and Joaquin Phoenix? No. There was there was no sub there was no sub characters, but the movie played out like there should have been. I could not tell you who, like, this movie, watching it, I'm like, it felt like it did when I, I told you about Band of Brothers. I can't tell these white guys apart. I can't. Yeah. I I had no clue who his brother was the entire movie. <laughs> and they talk about his brother and his brother's in scenes, and I could not tell you who his brother was in the room. Unless his brother was like, this is my brother, and was talking about Napoleon, <laughs> right. I did not know who he was. Yeah. And I spent most of the time thinking, who are these people? Like, there's no grounding characters mm. to compare them to, and that irritated me. Yeah. Acting-wise, Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. Vanessa Kirby, also amazing. Right. There are scenes yeah. that are absolutely great. Right. And cinematically, some of the battle scenes, incredibly beautiful, stunning, right. whatever. But as a full picture, I felt that this was extremely lacking and not put together very well. And I struggled to stay awake for a lot of it. <laughs> I would agree with, with the spirit of what you're saying, but maybe perhaps not to the extreme. You know what I mean? Like, like the acting was amazing. The directing was amazing. Cinematography was amazing. But somehow, three plus three equaled five. The other thing I'll say is it was washed out. I think part of the reason I had trouble telling people apart is the whole movie is washed out to a gray, blue yeah. tone. Yeah, yeah. And so people's outfits, you can't see like, oh, that gen that's the general with the red stripe on right, his shoulder. Right, right, Like, I think typically... It was definitely a choice because typically when we see period pieces like this, the colors turned up really high for quote unquote yeah. realism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah, so yeah. you see a lot more detail. Yeah. But this was so washed out, you couldn't see the detail. And that took a lot of a lot out for me. I just I had trouble following it. It hurt my eyes at times because it was so white and bright. Um, that could have had to do I did so fairly close. <laughs> Uh, Fairly the, close, like right, towards the front? All the way towards the front. All the way towards the front? Yeah. but You were I, in the front. I was in. You were the front row. I was, I was on the other side <laughs> of the street. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you but, were staring into the projector as it projected into, <laughs> into your eyeballs. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Might yeah. have been a little bright. I don't know, but I, that didn't ruin the viewing experience for me. Yeah. I, I don't want to equate anything to that, but, but I, I think a lot of my disappointment comes from the fact that I... I expected a lot more story-wise. Yeah. Is it effective in telling you about Napoleon? Yes. Well, and that's, let me just pause right on that comment, is that was one complaint I heard from some historians, is that, you know, there's a lot of historical inaccuracies. Yes, that's also you true. Know, which, you know, again, ignorance is bliss. I didn't know that, so it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. I would just say I was so... In, so enthralled with Joaquin Phoenix's and Vanessa Kirby's performances and got so invested in the, in their two characters that 
all the things that you just complained about, like didn't bother me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I didn't, uh, it was a small price to pay. I, I, I would even agree with, with a lot of what you just said, but ju I would just say it was a small price to pay. I so enjoyed those performances right? that I didn't mind the, the periods in between. Well, there you go. All right. So my review is uh, best movie I've ever seen. I would be worst movie I've ever seen. <sighs> yeah. So we're split on this one. Next week is a movie that probably won't split us as much, but it might. I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't wait to see if I see it. Godzilla. <laughs> minus one. Is that minus one pens right. attendance? We'll see. I want to see it, and then I always like chicken out. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I don't know what to do with this movie. Because <laughs> then the week after, we got Boy in the Heron. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Last night, I, I saw the trailer for that yeah. again. And the question was, was whispered over to me. Has Penn ever watched any of the Studio Ghibli films? <laughs> will, will he watch this one? And I was like, I don't know. And you were like, who? I was like, who's Penn? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, I know that we t I tried to talk you into watching, like, Spirited Away or whatever, but I don't know if you ever did. I did not. Yeah. I, I don't think, unless I have, what's the one where the guy's always screaming and crying? Like, every, every is it some kind of Japanese oh, anime? Oh, we watched, we did watch yeah. the Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Yeah, that's you know, total different. He's problem. like, oh, <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm never going to get this two hours back in my life. Right. That's a different experience. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look forward to seeing Godzilla minus one. Are you though? No. Here's why I'm excited. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm excited. And and by explaining to you why I'm excited, I will reveal once again just how very shallow I am. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to see it because I've been blown away. The pre-sales are off the charts. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So like I and it's not so. I mean, it's fun to kid around about being shallow, but it's not so much that I'm shallow. It's that. I get excited when our customers have enthusiasm for a movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that is contagious and it makes me excited for the movie, you know? And that's why like, if, if there's a movie I really want to see and I'm not sure how it's going to do, I, I really try to see it before it opens because if it opens and flops, then I know I'm not going to like, cause the opposite is also true. The lack of enthusiasm is also contagious, yeah. you know, where, when nobody wants to come see it, I'm like, uh, eh. You know, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why bother? I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I feel you. So, I feel you. so my point is, I think Godzilla minus one and boy in the heron are both like the pre-sales are off the charts. It's, it's exciting. I want to be excited. I want to get caught up in it. And you know, I think the odds of me seeing both of these movies are really good. Wow. So I, but, but I'm also aware of like, I'm a pretty self, I'm a pretty <laughs> self-aware person, you know? So right. that's why I say like, I'm kind of on the edge of my seat to see if I see this movie. You're right. like, I, I, it's enthusiastic. Everyone wants to see it. And we said we would review it, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, right, right, right. what's holding me to it? <laughs> right. All right. David will definitely watch it. So, yeah, so he's know. got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, someone invited me out, and I was like, uh, I can't. I've got plans to see Napoleon. I got to see it yeah. before Sunday for the podcast. And they were like, We all know how many of these movies you actually see. And I was like, Excuse what? me. Excuse you. Excuse me. Come on. Punk. Punk. 
Who, what am I, Penn? <laughs> what was that movie this summer when neither one of us had seen it? I can't even that remember. That was so funny, though. <laughs> yeah, we, we tried to fool each other out. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. All right, let's move on All to right. listeners' notes, questions, comments, answers, and so forth. If you want to be a part of the show, email us, podcast at pensinema.com. Yep. Like these fabulous people. Yep. So last week we talked about our friend Frodo, who we had, I think we said we hadn't heard from her in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. So she wrote in, and it was great to hear from her. And she, she, she what's the word I'm looking for? It's not that she took issue, because she didn't, right? Would you describe it as issue? She did not take issue. She just pointed out something. That, she just thought it was humorous. <laughs> Our interaction, and I think she was, she was pointing out my lack of understanding of the genre. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Is yeah. that the way to say yeah. it? She was pointing out my lack. We're both her and I are like, man, we're upset this isn't animated anymore. And you're like, oh, even better, it's right. not animated. So, so she writes in a recap of our conversation, David. Everyone thought it was going to be animated. That's what the rumors were, because that would be amazing. And then they were like, wait, we're going to do a live action movie. Pen. Even better. <laughs> so she goes on to explain her, her position. Given the expressiveness and stylistic range and designs of the flora and fauna in those games, not having it be animated feels incongruous. And we've already seen Mario do well, so it isn't like it, wouldn't, it, isn't like it would be a detriment. Right. What game were, was it again? Zelda. Zelda, right. Um, she said she, in the beginning of the email, she referred to LOZ and, yeah. and what's that again? Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. And I was like, in my head when I'm doing the show notes, I'm like, LOZ, LOZ, LOZ. I have no idea. <laughs> Is that a rapper? <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, I mean, all right, fair enough. Yeah. So you guys want it to be animated? Yeah. I well, obviously next time I'm in the lobby yeah. and someone's talking about Legendary of Zelda, <clears throat> I'm just going to casually be like, hey, what did I say it wrong? Legendary of Zelda. <laughs> Legend of Zelda. <laughs> what, what is it? That's right. The second time we're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The first time doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no, Legendary I know. Legendary of Zelda. Right. So I now, obviously here's, misspoke. Here's the main. Here's what. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to show you a picture. Oh, for God's sake! Here. I want because I I want to know. I'm familiar. I can picture it. Oh, hold on. It's like brown, right? Brown and gold, sort of. Hold on. So while you're looking that up, I was going to say, next time I'm in the lobby and somebody mentions The Legend of Zelda, I'm going to be like, I'm going to practice this so that I can really casually just be like, well, you know, given the expressiveness and stylistic range and designs of the flora and fauna, <laughs> not having it animated would feel incongruous. And then the people are going to be like, damn, pen smart. Yeah. All right, yeah. Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda, beautiful. The, this, yep. this is what you're gonna see, right? Advertised everywhere. Gotcha. Who is this? Anya Taylor Joy. It's a boy. Oh right, um, Sean Hayes. No, 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 not the actor. What's the oh, character's name? I have no idea. Zelda. Is that the Hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I was. Wait, 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 I got it. I got it. I know the name, Peter Pan. Well, you're looking at, you're looking at, the main character of the, the game series, Legend, Legend of, Zelda, of Zelda, who obviously is not named Zelda. Because why would you name something after? Zelda is the princess that you save. <sighs> and who's that guy? Link. Link. It's always Link. 
Just like in Hairspray. Yeah. And Zelda, as in, you know, Zelda Fitzgerald. Right. His, <laughs> that's a good one. His, I think that's what she's named after. Oh, shit. Then it's Actually not named funny. after Zelda Fitzgerald. <laughs> it would be funny if it was Zelda Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, no, it is just Zelda Fitzgerald. <laughs> but uh, she, that's always the princess that, that has to be saved. And she never gets saved. Well, no, he, usually he does. By or the sometimes they're the partners. Yeah. She's not always needing to be saved. But So the whole thing is that there's three of them. There's Link, <laughs> there's Zelda, and there's the bad guy Ganon. What about Cuff? And they always get <laughs> they always get reincarnated, and they're like an epic story takes place around. That's great. So it's gonna be super easy to make franchises. Oh my god, yeah. Anyway, everyone's favorite sister wrote it. Well, I've completely changed my opinion because if it wouldn't be animated, right, it would be totally incongruous. You'd never be able to tell the difference between Anya Taylor Joy and Link, right, or Cuff. Or cuff. Everyone's favorite sister. She says, first of all, curses. Curses to you for making me watch the first Charlie trailer. <laughs> Fast. Fast Charlie trailer. <laughs> I spent the whole time trying to figure out if Pierce Brosnan was trying to speak <laughs> with an American accent, a weird Daniel Craig and Glass Onion accent, or his British accent. <laughs> this is how you know a movie is trash. When the headlining actor can't keep the same accent throughout the trailer. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. That was a thousand times better trailer review than the piece Whatever of shit we, we did. provided yeah. last week. Uh, then she went on to talk about Aquaman. And this is a little bit of a repeat of what we had said before. Aquaman is interesting in that every time I see a new trailer, I want to see the movie less. I'm pretty sure I already know the plot. Good son, rightful heir, doesn't want the throne. Bad son, not the heir, wants it. By the end of the movie, bad son redeems himself. Evil is vanquished. Lessons are learned. Blah, blah, blah. Good son relinquishes the throne to formerly bad son and gets to live his life free from the constraints of royalty. <sighs> While formerly bad son rules the kingdom in peace and harmony. The end. But, oh wait, don't forget the cutscene that hints to at a sequel or a future movie, having said all that, I do realize that in all superhero movie lessons are learned, evil is vanquished, and there's a cutscene implying a sequel, but usually I have to guess at how, why, and all that happens. She's right, though. Except, I don't think we're going to get a what comes in the future scene at the end. I don't think there's going to be a stinger. Well, I hope there's not because you just promised me this was the last of the bad DC I movies. I promised. I pinky sore. Yes, you that's did. what people didn't realize when we were right. talking. Right, reached across. Right, pinky sore. Right, but we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, eyes locked. Um, I don't yep. have to buy you a coke. <laughs> right. Um, what What I thought was interesting about this note is: Have you ever heard like a good comedian? And like you see no. this with Seinfeld, but you see it with any like good comedian, and they say something funny that you can relate to, and like. You laugh out loud because you can relate to it, but you're also like, it's so obvious. Why didn't I think of that? Like, right. why, why has that thought never crossed my mind? But now that so-and-so just articulated it, it's the most obvious thing in the world. Right. right. And that's exactly how I feel about what everyone's favorite sister wrote about Aquaman. Like, like, yeah, like she, I'm sure that she like has the whole plot. Yeah. You know, like, obviously I could not have said it myself, but now that she has said it, like, yeah, it's obviously going to be a hundred percent that I hope with every fiber of my being that we're all wrong. <laughs> we're not going to be, but I hope we, we are. Yeah, well, you know? Wow. I hope you're ready for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
All right. Well, if you yeah. want to be a part of the show like these lovely people, email us, podcast at pencinema.com. Let's move on to what are you doing, what are you reading, what are you watching, what's going on outside of the theater for you? Well, I, of course, you know, was busy with the Thanksgiving festivities and whatnot. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. But um, more importantly, I finished Loki. Whoa. Yeah. So let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about Loki. All right. So spoilers for Loki. Spoilers abound. What'd you think? Well, here's the thing. I absolutely loved it, just like you predicted. Yeah. And I can't wait for more of it. Yeah, well, I don't right. know if there will be. but yeah. I don't know either, but if there was, I would be thrilled to watch another season. Um, and I also, at the end, I was like, what just happened here? I can't wait for David to explain this to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I followed the storyline within the storyline. Yeah. You know, like I've, I've followed the plot, but I didn't understand maybe what some of the broader sort of implications were. Right. So... I mean, they're not trying to say that Loki is now all of a sudden a good guy, right? No, he is. This, the whole series is... Well, see, the thing is, in Marvel continuity, Loki was a good guy before he died, before Thanos killed him. Mm. He had redeemed himself. Ah, gotcha. But then the whole idea was that this Loki was taken out of time before he had the redemption arc. Okay. And this was his redemption arc. Okay. Of like... Because they showed him what he could have been in the first season, yep. and he started to become good in the first season yep. and realized that he had more to give. And then the second season was dealing with like, with like Sylvie being like, "You're, you know, we're just because you know she's Loki too." She's I want to like, see more of her. She's like, "We're just selfish." She was great, right? Oh yeah, she's amazing. And she's like, "Think of, like you want to save all these things. What do you what do you really want?" Mm. And then mm. he's like, "I just want to be with my friends." Mm -hmm. And like, that's really, you know, so even though he was doing all this stuff, it was still from like a selfish outcome. Yeah, yeah. But at the, but what happens at the end, so the whole idea is that there's the loom that takes all the multiverse and then weaves it into the great timeline. Mm -hmm. And there was too many strands to weave mm -hmm. together. <clears throat> and when there were too many strands, what they thought was happening was that the universe was getting destroyed. But what was, what was really happening was a fail-safe device in the loom that <clears throat> reset reality back to where the Kang the Conqueror was in charge. Uh. So <clears throat> essentially what it was doing is it wasn't, it was massively pruning all the, all the because what the TVA did is they pruned all the, all right, the things. Right. It would just it would explode and it would prune everything and then Kang would rebuild the TVA <clears throat> and then things so, would repeat on and on. It was, it was a fail-safe device to keep him in charge. But what happened is Loki said no yeah. and destroyed the loom. Right. But without the loom, time was dying. So Loki took all of the timelines and used Loki magic and sat on the, th the throne of time and held all of time together. So right now, <clears throat> all possibilities can happen. There's nobody's pruning anything right. or anything anymore. Like all versions. So, so of time. does Loki just sit there eternally on the throne of time? He's monitoring the time, the time. But the thing at the end, you know, he's holding the two ends right. of the timeline where they kind of like they're spread out, they come together, 
and you know the, the spread yep. on the other side. Right. But I don't know if you noticed, they turned the image, and he was the base of the the world tree. Yes, I saw that. Okay, so like the the whole thing of like the Asgardians, yep. the different realms. So he's also like the world tree is made up of Loki holding all of time together. So uh, we might see him again, like in, in the comics, when this kind of thing happens, he becomes a character called the, the story. He, he was, he, he's no longer the God of mischief. He becomes the God of stories. Mm. And so he puts together the multiversal Avengers but I don't know if they'll go down that route. Okay. Like, but uh, one of the themes here is that Loki in mythology and in the Marvel is always destined to destroy and bring rebirth. Mm. And so that's basically what nice. his, you know, mythologically, that's what Loki does. Yeah. Good or bad is causes everything to die and then be reborn. And that's what he did here by sacrificing himself to give rebirth to everything in the universe. So, cool. Great show. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, for me, I'm re-watching Stargate Atlantis, which I'm really enjoying. And I started reading, are you familiar with Christopher Paolini? And I'm going to guess no. Christoph? Yeah, Topher Paolini. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, he wrote the series Aragon, which there are, uh, there's a bad movie for, but really good series <laughs> about dragons. He has a space series called, well, the first book is called to sleep in a sea of stars, and I'm about halfway through it. It's really good. I'm surprised the fantasy writer. The whole thing was he wrote the first Aragorn book when he was like 13, and it was this massive hit. Wow. And uh, I'm just, he, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it is, so I'm enjoying it. All right. So next week, Godzilla minus one. Is that minus one one member of the audience that is Pen Ketchum? We'll find out. Yeah. Can we? T- <laughs> we are all on the edge of our seats. <laughs> Nobody knows. Right. Not even himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you want to be a part of the show, look, the best way to do that is to go ahead and email us podcast at pencinema.com. That's podcast at pencinema.com. Our new email. Now that we're, you know, yeah. past Thanksgiving, we yep. got a new email. Yep. Yep. Um, but if you want to support the show. Mm. What's the number one way to do that? Well, what a lot of people have been doing, uh, you know, is a lot of Black Friday sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what people have been doing, they've been buying advent calendars. <gasps> and, yeah. you know, any old advent calendar could have like a piece of chocolate in it or something like that. But what kids really like is instead of chocolate. Podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. So you take the chocolate out and you put in a little URL code that links to, you know, a QR code, not a URL code, a QR code that links to a URL that is the show. And I trust me, an eight-year-old would much rather have a link to our show than a ch- piece of chocolate or a toy. What's he going to do with a toy? Have your ideas. Yes. We've got what, like, we should have done this. We, we can do this. We should have, we should have made a thing and been like, today's... <laughs> This is a curated 24 episodes of Christmas. (laughs) Well, this is the 239th episode, so we could do, we have 10 times. Isn't an advent calendar 24 boxes? Right. So we could do 10% of our shows and put them into. (laughs) Right? Or or we could just go completely random and do every 10th show. (laughs) 
That's what I would prefer. I would much prefer make that. Make it easy. Yeah. Well, no, not so much to make it easy, but the fun of like, like I would hate the pressure of trying to pick out right. 24 good shows. I would put, rather now, just go every 10th show. Now do we put them in order? Right. <laughs> or do we just shuffle right. them in? You never know which one you're going to get. Oh, my God. We got days to put this together. I'm on it. I'm on okay. it. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, look. If you don't have an advent calendar or the creativity that we clearly do here, go ahead and just tell a friend. That's yeah. the easy thing yeah. to do. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, once again, for the Penn Cinema Podcast, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com. <laughs>